Good evening, everyone. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of a bigger response this morning. Because <laughs> um, this, um, this is my second ever sermon here. So I appreciate uh, yeah, the opportunity to share God's word with you all. Um, my name is Dave, for those who don't know me. Um, I'm married to Elise, who's at home with our three daughters. And uh, I love playing guitar and surfing. That's a little bit about me. Um, this is week two of working our way through the Ten Commandments, found in Exodus 20, as Joel just read. Thanks, Joel. So uh, who can remember what the first two commandments are that we learned last week? Was that easy? Oh, okay. Anyone? You shall not have no other gods before me. That's the first one. And the second... Yes, thanks, Leanne. If you didn't hear that, have no other idols other than, and um, you shall not um, bow down before them. And we also learned, I was a bit shocked, and I was a bit guilty as well, that we could all quote the ingredients of the Big Back better than we could uh, recite the Ten Commandments. Uh, King David in Psalm 119 shares that he loves to meditate on, the, on God's law because your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies. For it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. But before we go any further, let's pray. Please bow your heads. Thank you, Lord, for your commandments as they guide us in life. Please help us to listen to your word tonight with teachable hearts. And please, Lord, help me as I share this talk with your people here at Helensburg. Amen. Now, a name carries a lot of importance, doesn't it? whether it's for, for good, for bad, whether it's uh, to be respected or not, to be loved or not. If we hear a name, we think about something. Now, I found naming each of our three daughters quite challenging, very stressful because of this importance of a name. So Elise used to always want to talk about baby names numerous times, and I do everything to avoid it. And, uh, yeah, so... But we eventually came up with three names, which was good, and everyone's happy with that. Um, so today we're looking at the third commandment, which is found in verse 7 of Exodus 20. But first I'm going to um, read verses 1 and 2 again to help give us a bit of context. So if everyone could, uh, you've probably already got your, your Bibles already open. Let's, let's go to verse, uh, verses 1 of Exodus 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So when you, when you read the, the third commandment, what are some th thoughts that come to mind about that third commandment? For me, not, uh, is not using the Lord's name as a swear word, or sending or receiving text messages that might have OMG in it. Also, unwholesome talk in general, and needing to tame our tongues. These sort of things that spring into my mind. And also, there's two parts of the verse. I kind of didn't realise that. Um, and the second part is, the Lord will not hold you guiltless if you use his name in vain. It's quite challenging, isn't it? So what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? Vain, I don't know about you, but I don't really use vain all that often. And usually it's about looks. But I thought I'd better look it up in the dictionary. So I... Um, I Google it as opposed to opening up the old school dictionary. And it said, the Oxford Dictionary says, 
Vain is showing a lack of respect when using somebody's name or when talking about them. Now, the Lord God Almighty, He is the creator of the world. He created the universe and everything comes from Him. So how can we not respect His name? We can't see God either, but how many songs do we sing praising the Lord's name? Now, I'm going to read out a, a small list of words from the Bible that describe the name of the Lord. We're just going to pop them up if we're good. Yep. So let's have a look. The name of the Lord is Yahweh, the great I am. He's timeless. He's holy. He's good. The name of the Lord saves. He's majestic. He's a strong tower and a safe place. And on the next slide, the name of Jesus is powerful. It's the name above all names. At the name of Jesus, every now knee shall bow. God the Father will send the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Demons fear the name of Jesus. So, how can the name of the Lord be used in vain then? As vain is not being respected, as I said before. So I've broken it down in three areas. We've got profanities, swearing. Secondly, we can use it with empty words. And thirdly, is giving an oath or swearing on the Lord's name. So let's go to um, the first one. Jesus Christ, O oh my God. O oh my Lord, O oh Christ. These are names we use in prayer. But they've been vulgarly twisted into curses. We hear them in movies, in text messages, in songs, our friends. Occasionally we might even say the Lord's name in vain. But are you offended when you hear the Lord's name in vain, when it's used this way? <coughs> what do we do then? It's, it's, really, it's really easy. Just stop. But at the same time, that's really hard too. So uh, if, these, uh, if these things are causing us to, our thoughts, to uh, be using the Lord's name in vain, like the shows and the, our friends and the songs and that, we, we basically need, to, need these things to stop. We need to get away from these things that are influencing our thoughts. There's a cost of being a disciple, and sometimes it's missing out on things, isn't it? But the overall reward is life in heaven and a life following Jesus. The cost for this is that we choose not to be entertained by something that disrespects the Lord. Now, Elise and I, we have three small children, and they love listening to music. One of their favourite songs is... Um, Adele. Oh, one of their favourite singers is Adele. And Adele, she has a song called Oh My God, which uh, our seven-year-old, when she hears the piano, piano intro, um, she straight away goes, Daddy, can we change the song, please? And that's, that's just the... That's just, she's picked that up from us just sharing. And I, and I, I just uh, encourage you guys, childlike faith. Just, just uh, it's, it's so, so beautiful. Now, and on to the next one. Another not-so-obvious way of using the Lord's name in vain is empty words. I know I've been guilty of this in the past, but so many times someone shares something with us and we say, I'll pray for you. But then we don't. Um, I reckon if we, hear, if we say that again to someone, let's stop. Let's pray with them right there and then. Imagine how powerful that moment would be, whether they know the Lord or not. Just, it just gives that problem back to God. And, sec and secondly, uh, we can use Bible verses to manipulate others. I don't know about you, but I'm sure when you're a kid, <coughs> and 
and you're having a bit of a conflict with your parents, and you say, Mum and Dad, parents should not incite their, their kids to, uh, you know, be angry, or maybe your parents say, come on, respect your parents, clean up, clean up your room, or something like that. I just, if we're using, you know, scripture in the heat of the moment, that's, that's another way we can, uh, we, we can stumble in this area. Another, another one there is, like, if you're a church, church leader, or you, you, you might be a Sunday school teacher, or things like that, if you're using um, scripture to, you know, misquote it in your teaching so you get people to do things that um, you don't want to do, that, that's also not respecting God's word. So in Matthew 15, 8, Jesus says this, this comes from Isaiah. These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from, far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Then there are those who are false, who give false visions and false prophecy to others. They might say, that God told me to say to you, all oh, I had a vision, a dream from God, but they haven't. So in Jeremiah 23, Indeed, I'm against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. They tell them and lead my people astray with their reckless lies, yet I did not send or appoint them. They did not benefit those, these people in the least, declares the Lord. Now, I spent quite a bit of time preparing this talk over a couple, couple of months, and you know, I was just, and, and then last night, the penny dropped, and I think it was from God. He, I heard the word respect. And it came to me and I thought, hey, I think that's from God. And then this morning, love, when love the Lord you go with all your heart, soul and mind and strength. You know, uh, Jesus said that, you know, it's one of the greatest commandments. But I can't say to you, yes, that was Jesus, that was God who told me that. So sometimes we might have a word for someone else, but we need to firstly test it against the Bible to make sure what you're going to say is right. And secondly, is um, you, you need to... Um, Share it in a way with someone that says it's not 100% from God. You say, I've had this word from you. Can I please share it? And um, let's talk about it. And then and they say to them, please pray over it. Read the Bible. Go and talk to a, um, an older Christian um, and, and, and check it out for yourself. So, um, and then lastly, um, does anyone feel uncomfortable when people, especially other Christians, mock Christians. They might mock the church, things we do, um, or make fun of uh, yeah, uh, people praising God. Now, the church is the bride of Christ. When people mock the church, what, what, are, we, what are they doing? They're disrespecting the Lord. So in Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Love and respect the world. There are other situations where we can use empty words as well, especially when we're representing Jesus in public to non-believers. So let's be careful. Well, we could be at school or uni and someone's ma making a joke about a Christian we can join in. That's like, let's make a stand for God in those times. The third area and the last area that I wish to cover is making an oath or swearing on the Lord's name. A bit unusual this day and age, at least for me, but maybe you're saying, no, you're trying to say that this promise to someone is, is, uh, is real and you might swear on the Lord's name. That's, that's one way, I guess. But um, it's quite straightforward. So I'm just going to go straight to the Bible here. Leviticus 19 and then Matthew 5.34. You shall not swear by my name falsely, or so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. 
Jesus says, But I say to you, do not take an oath at all. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. It's all about respecting the Lord, isn't it? So, so I'm going to quick, quick pop quiz. Who can remember the three ways of uh, using the Lord's name in vain? Perfect. Empty words. Empty words, perfect. And there's one more, the one I said about 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep, swearing on the Lord's name, I'm sure someone said that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, it's all, as I just said, it's all about loving and respecting the Lord's name. If we have that as a guide for life, I'm sure it's going to stop us from um, stumbling too much. So the second part of the, of, the, um, of the verse, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. It's quite a, some funny wording there in my opinion. But um, it basically means if you take the Lord's name in vain, he will find you guilty. Guilty of what? Sin. This is serious, as you know, because the wages of sin are death. And you might be thinking, Dave, we've heard this plan before. Can we just move along? But... No, this is, this is really serious, guys. We're in a spiritual battle every day against our own selfish desires that pull us away from God. We need to be drawing to, to God. So this is just another area we can go, no, let's repent and um, move forward to God. Um, so the starting point is let's confess our sins, ask forgiveness from, from God, help him to stop our behaviour. God, God forgives and he will always forgive his children when we ask. I find that hard to believe sometimes that God will just keep forgiving us if we, if we ask for his forgiveness and his, and his will because he loves us. We are saved in Jesus' name, saved by his grace for us, not by the actions that we do. Out of gratitude for what Jesus has done and laid down his life, we respond in doing good deeds for, for Jesus. So um, once it, there's a verse I'd like to share here. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So let's renew our minds. Where do your thoughts go, guys? Is it thinking about music? So thinking about something else? Is it, let's train our thoughts and our tongues. Now, as you, as you leave church tonight, please remember the different ways you can take the Lord's name in vain. And be ready. Be ready to stop yourself from stumbling or be prepared. When I was in year nine, I think it was, I felt God say to me, Dave, you've got to start praying for yourself because when you leave school, it's going to be tough. And um, sure it was. And um, I started praying for myself. So guys, pray for yourself, like especially you young guys. That you you will continue the good work, the good work and the good walk in, in following Jesus. So maybe it might be things like, hey, I've got to stop listening to these songs, you know, not just songs with swear words, but songs that you know profane the name of the Lord. And texting. There's so many times you can use little, I don't even know what they're called, initials like OMG. Let's let's stop that. With it. Or maybe it's um, a tough one. Someone shared with you. Let's pray for that person straight away rather than just walking away and not. And, um, and another one is if we have a friend, and this is challenging for me too, that uses 
might say, oh my God, too many times. And you hear it all the time, it drives you nuts. Pluck up some courage, I reckon, but you've got to do it in such a love and respectful way and just ask them, can you please not use the Lord's name in vain? Come and chat to me afterwards and we can work out a way to do that better. Anyway, let's remember who the Father is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, and remember that the power and the glory of the Lord's name, it deserves love and respect. So before I pray, I'm just going to um, have this verse, Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. So now I'm just going to take a bit of time to pray. Uh, this is an opportunity to uh, commit or recommit your life to, to Christ. Um, about what we've spoken about tonight. So if you want to talk further about that, taking that step or, or um, getting serious, come and talk to myself or Steve or Matt. Anyway, please bow your heads with me as we pray. Father God, your name is amazing. The power of your name is more than we can ever comprehend. Your name is the only name that can save. Lord Jesus, we confess that we break your commandments every day. Yet you came and sacrificed yourself on a cross and came back to life three days later, breaking the power of sin and giving us forgiveness for our sins. Please, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. We apologise for not always respecting your name. We are coming to you today to commit or recommit our lives to following you. May your Holy Spirit fill us and help us to be more Christ-like in thought and deed. Please shine your light on our sin and change us. We thank you for the hope and gift of eternal life you promised for us as believers. Amen.